Well, Happy New Year's, everyone. Happy New Year's Eve. December 31st, 2023, last worship service of the year, last mini sermon thing of 2023. At midnight tonight, we get to turn the calendar over to January 1st, 2024. I'm excited about the new year. Um, but our house, our house is actually a little divided over this whole New Year's thing. Uh, there, there's typically two approaches to New Year's. And so maybe I'll, I'll illustrate this. So, so show of hands, how many of you all enjoy making New Year's resolutions? Even if you don't, you know, write it down, you might just have something in your head. How many of y'all enjoy kind of making New Year's resolutions? You want to try something new, do something differently? That's not very many. That's kind of sad. Try harder, everyone else. Wow. Okay. Um, so how many of you all make it your resolution not to make a New Year's resolution? Many more. Okay, that doesn't give me a whole lot of hope um, for this next year. Um, but you all, I'm, I'm in that latter group. That, that's me. Uh, because I, I feel like, you know, you can't miss if there's no target, right? You know, just... Aim, aim small and, and you can't miss. At the end of 2024, I will be able to proudly say that I did not break or fail any of my New Year's resolutions. However, however, uh, my wife Jenny, she loves New Year's. Not, not necessarily making um, New Year's resolutions, but she just likes the idea of, of a fresh start, a new beginning, turning the page, a blank slate, and, and I, can, I can get behind that. Um, Jenny, Jenny has just made me overall a better human being. Um, and, and she's kind of taken me from a, a pessimist to a realist. And, and so, you know, those of you who make New Year's resolutions, you're, you're sort of the dreamers. And that's great. That, that's good. Keep, keep dreaming. But, but a word of, of caution for, for the dreamers out there. Dream. And dream big, but, but don't leave it as an illusion. You, you've got you've to help the realists in your life see that, that hey, I've, I've actually got a couple tangible steps that I can make. I can actually make this work. And if, if dreamers, if you can do that, that, then you will get the support and the encouragement from the realist. And, and so realists now, my friends, my people, Word of caution to us. Be very careful that you don't become pessimist. That, that you've got to learn how to, how to stretch your hope a little bit and, and don't skirt responsibility because now this, this might be a little touchy, but it might also be true. That maybe part of the reason why you don't make a New Year's resolution is because you don't want to be held responsible or, or, or because you're too afraid to fail at something. Ouch talking to myself here, but, but you've got you've to risk a little. You've, you've got to dare to have a, a little bit of hope, and, and it's going to feel like a lot for you, but what feels like a, a little bit of optimism or a whole lot of optimism for you, it doesn't look like much compared to a dreamer. So celebrate the small steps, the tiny victories, the, the, the attempts. Don't be afraid to fail. And, and dreamers, when a realist comes into your life, uh, it might feel like they're approaching you with some criticism, but really they're just trying to see the next step 
from your 10,000 foot view dream. And so really, I'm just trying to help the, the dreamers and the realists just live together because ultimately, we need each other. We, we need the realists and we need the dreamers. You know, I've, I've probably been a little bit too much of a pessimist in my life, always seeing the worst, but I need dreamers in my life to, to help me see a better tomorrow. Because, because I, I love this world too much. I love this country too much. I love this community, this church, my family too much to just kind of throw up my hands in surrender and say, you know, it is what it is. I've got to try for a better tomorrow. I've got to try to do better and be better, maybe slowly at my own pace, but I'm not turning my back on the things that I love because those are all worthy goals. And and the foundation for all my goals, my hopes, my dreams, my resolutions is, is my faith in a God who promises better tomorrows. Yes, weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Amen? His mercies are new every day, and, and God has given us a vision of a world where, where God's kingdom reigns, where there is no more weeping, there is no more tears, there is no more death. We believe in a God of possibilities. We believe in a God who will not settle to leave this world or to leave us the way that we are, stuck in sin and shame and guilt, but a God who is for change. We, we believe in a God who with just one word brought a new life. Let. Let there be. Let. That, that is the word of possibility. We believe in a God who splits the Red Sea and makes a way where there is no way. We believe in a God who calls the stranger back home and who welcomes the prodigal. We believe in the God of an empty tomb that says that death is not the end, that the worst thing is never the last thing. We've got a God of possibilities and better tomorrows. And so as you're thinking, you're thinking about this next year. Maybe you haven't given it a whole lot of thought, but as, as you're thinking tomorrow, we're about to start, start a new year. And I would encourage you, just as Jenny has encouraged me over the years, to think about it, it is it is. Let it be. Let it be a, a turning of the page, a, a fresh start, a new beginning. And, and maybe the question shouldn't so much be around what we typically think about New Year's resolutions. It, it maybe, maybe the question shouldn't be so much uh, about ourselves. What, what can I do better? How can I improve myself? Those, those are all worthy things, by the way. Go, go for it. But maybe the better question is, what does God think is possible? What does God think is possible for you in this new year? I think God has been showing our church a whole lot of things that are possible. Good things that are coming. That 2023 has been a fantastic year. Just taking stock and looking back on this year so far. God has been so faithful. God has blessed us. God has encouraged us. God, God has grown us. 
God has helped us reach more people with the good news of Jesus Christ. God, God is, is changing and transforming lives in our community. We, we are grateful for that. And, and we look ahead into next year and say, God, what do you think is possible for me? How can, how can you use me in this next year? God, what do you think is possible for our church in this community? What, what mission, what ministry do you want us to do? What does God think is possible? I, I think that, that's the real question that we should be asking ourselves. And, and so specifically, here's a list of things that God thinks is possible for you. It comes from Galatians chapter 5. You might be familiar with this. It's a list. It says this. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those nine things. Paul says, there is no law against things like this. There is, there is no limit. There is no, no cap that these things can overflow in abundance. And so for those of you who do like to do New Year's resolutions, every single positive New Year's resolution uh, can be pulled out of that list right there. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And so when it comes to New Year's resolutions, the, the end game is, is, is really about trying to do something in your heart. That if you can get your heart in line with your resolution, that, that takes care of everything else. And the reason, the reason why God thinks that, that these things are possible, that we can actually produce love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control, that the reason God thinks that, that we are capable of doing that is because it's, it's the fruit of the Spirit. You, you know what that means? It, it, it means very simply is that Jesus believes in you. And, and what Jesus believes about me and about us is that in relationship with him, we can actually produce those things. That, that as, we, as we abide, as we walk with Jesus and the Spirit daily, the Spirit can actually produce that kind of fruit in our lives. That hopefully, at the end of 2024, I, I pray that we can look back and say, yes, I was more loving, more patient, more faithful, kinder, gentler, all of that. And so I don't, I don't know about you. Um, I've been doing this Christian thing for uh, a little while now, and uh, I'm, I'm a pastor uh, but that list that Paul gives of the fruit of the Spirit, it's still kind of daunting. And, and as I look at all nine, I'm, I'm not even close to batting 500. I'm like well below that. And so what I would suggest is for this next year, for all of us, to take one of those. And, and I actually have a recommendation for which one we should start with. I think we should start with the first one, love. That if, if we all can resolve 
to love, everything else will just kind of fall into place, won't it? That, that if we can resolve to love, it, it changes not just us, not just our families, not, not just our community and our country and our world. It changes everything. And, and our world needs some more love. Amen? Amen. And so, if you're still needing a New Year's resolution, let, let me suggest love. Love. How, how can I be more loving every single day of this next year? Jesus said that the second component to the greatest commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself. And so maybe we start with loving ourselves. But we're, we're going to talk about in the, the next year, we're going to talk about loving our neighbor quite, quite a bit, but I want us to take just a moment. What does it look like to, to love yourself as you come into this new year? And asking the question of, of possibility, that, that question of, of what if. And so three questions I just want to give to you today to, to think about are this. First is, what if instead of living with regret, we practiced forgiving ourselves and let go of the habit of listening to the negative self-talk? What if, what if we started next year with that? Give, give up the habit of listening to negative self-talk. Forgiving yourself as you turn the page into the next year. Because God has forgiven you. Sometimes forgiveness, we have to learn how to forgive ourselves. The next question is, what if we choose to live believing that we are not a project, but that we are good enough? What if we choose to live believing that we are, we're not a project, but we're good enough? Do, do we all fall short and, and still have some things that need to change? Yes, yes, absolutely. But if you approach those things knowing that, that you are loved, that you are worthy in God's eyes, that, that you, you are good enough, that that gives you the courage, the strength, the ability to believe that that change is possible. What if we view ourselves not, not just as a project, but as good enough and, and to be grateful for the lives that we have? The last question is this. What if we choose to live believing that we are loved? What if we choose to live believing that we are loved? Because friends, you are loved. You are loved. And I, I, hope, I hope that you go into this next year knowing that. Your love, that you are worth so much in God's eyes. That God came down to earth, Emmanuel, in Jesus Christ. Jesus gave up his life, died on the cross for you. Because you're loved. Because you're worth it. And Jesus rose from the grave to give all of us new life. And that new life starts today, continues on throughout eternity. Know that you 
our love. And, and so I thought, you know, what, what better way to kind of end a year and, and step into a next year, 2024? That, that kind of blank slate, turning a page, new chapter, what, what better way to do that than to have this kind of spiritual resolution, a, a sign to know that we are loved, yes, <laughs> and that God is making us new every day. What better sign do we have than the symbol of baptism? And so I'm going to invite us uh, to come and to remember our baptism. Uh, maybe you were, you were baptized as, as an infant. Uh, you don't really recall uh, your baptism. Maybe you were baptized as, as an adult. Uh, but this is an opportunity for us to come forward to remember that uh, we, have been, we have been washed, we have been cleansed, uh, that God is creating us anew. Also, if you have not been baptized, I would invite you to come and to be baptized today to realize that, that God loves you enough to make you new, to claim you as God's own child. Baptism is a washing away of sins, cleansing us. Baptism is also a way that God calls us into God's family. One human family, collective, diverse, called as God's children. And so we come to receive those waters, to receive that, that fresh start, to know that God is with us, that God is for us, and that God is calling us to a better tomorrow. And so as we come before these waters of baptism and remember our baptism or maybe receive baptism anew, I ask the questions that we ask when everyone is baptized in the church. And I invite you all to respond, to make a, a new commitment to yourself and to God as we come into this year. And so I ask, on behalf of the whole church, church, do you all renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sins? If so, say, we do. Do you accept the freedom and the power that God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? If so, say, we do. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in his grace, and promise to serve him as your Lord in union with the church, which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races? If so, will you say, we do. And will you all support each other in your walk of faith? Do all that you can to increase each other's faith, each other's hope, to surround each other with a community of love and forgiveness. If so, will you say, we will? And so, when God created the very first new day, God's spirit hovered over the face of the waters. 
God said, let a new life, a new possibility began. Jesus entered the waters of baptism in the Jordan River by John. And Jesus invites us to receive these waters today as a sign of our new start, new start a new beginning, of being claimed by God, knowing that we are part of God's forever family.